Welcome back to another episode of The Straws to Stir the Drinks. I'm your host, Jack Lingenfelter, and today Miss Hillary Culpepper sits down with us to discuss her work at the Georgia FFA Foundation. The Georgia FFA Foundation is a nonprofit organization committed to obtaining and providing the resources needed to advance Georgia FFA. Our Instagram is at Straws to Stir the Drinks. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram to see updates for future episodes. Let's get into it. Miss Hillary Culpepper, thanks for coming on. Absolutely, Jack. Thank you so much for inviting me to speak on behalf of the Georgia FFA Foundation. I'm so excited for this conversation personally because I think there is kind of a gap between the members and the foundation and how important the foundation is, especially to Georgia FFA. So what is that relationship between the Georgia FFA and the Georgia FFA Foundation? Yeah, well, you are 100% correct, Jack, that, you know, that there is a disconnect and kind of a gap between our foundation and our members. Um, So the foundation and Georgia FFA, we really go hand in hand. We are a great partnership and have a tremendous relationship. And what a lot of people say and how I kind of feel is the foundation is We almost are the foundation for Georgia FFA. Um, We provide support to our members and chapters on every single level, um, whether that's on the local area or state and even the national. We try to provide financial support and even just physical encouragement support to anyone that has the word Georgia FFA written on the back of their jacket. So how long have you been with the foundation personally? Yeah, so I actually just celebrated my four-year little work anniversary with the foundation. <laughs> I started working for Georgia FFA Foundation on July 1st of 2017. So I have been serving as the Assistant Director of Development for four years. So as the Assistant Director of Development, what are some cool things that you get to do every year? Oh, goodness. Well, before COVID, I... Um, what I got to do was just astronomical and COVID has unfortunately kind of slowed some things down, but fortunately our state is reopening and I'm getting to go back to some of the really cool and amazing things. Um, But one of my favorite things that I get to do in this job is I get to travel the state. I get to work with our members, with our state officer team, and I travel the state meeting with the people that what I call are our frontline workers of the agricultural industry. Those that serve in any role in businesses, for agriculture, industries, farmers, and even those that are not directly related to agriculture, I get to travel the state advocating for this wonderful youth organization. I get to meet with people that get to relive their glory days of once upon a time wearing that beautiful blue corduroy jacket. And I even have the opportunity to meet with people that have never even heard of this organization. And I'm able to try to sell and pitch this program called FFA to them in hopes that they will come on board and see the benefit of this program and the benefit of investing in our members. Um, That's one of the really cool things that I get to do. Um, But like I kind of briefly said, I do get to work with our state officer team quite a lot. Um, We spend a lot of time with them, you know, trying to educate them on the foundation so that in return they can help educate our members about the foundation and they really get to see firsthand what the work that I get to do and my two co-workers do um, with FSA and how we provide support. Uh, But then probably my third 
And maybe my absolute favorite thing that I get to do every year is our ambassador program at the Georgia FFA State Convention. So unfortunately, the past two years, um, a little thing called coronavirus has prevented us from having the ambassador program. But that is a little hidden gem that we get to offer at State Convention. And, um, and that's a program that we really start advertising around February. So right when we really start to get ready for convention, I get to start ad- advertising for the ambassador program. And that is one of my favorite things that I get to oversee and do at convention is I really get to connect our members with our industry supporters. So I get to do something new every single day. And that's why I always say I have the greatest job in the world because no day is the same for me in the role that I play for Georgia FFA. But those are probably my top three really cool things that I get to do with my job. That's awesome. That sounds like a really a fun job to be a part (laughs) of. It is. Yeah. So who else is on the foundation team? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're not very big at all. There are just three of us. So um, Katrina Jones, she is the executive director of the Georgia FFA Foundation. And she has been with the foundation for a really long time. I'm not going to say how long um, because I don't. (laughs) Some women, (laughs) you know how they can be. But Mm. um, no, she has been with the foundation since the beginning and has really built this empire that I get to be a part of. Um, She has seen our foundation grow from zero dollars of invested in an account to having over a million dollars invested. So Ms. Katrina Jones, she is our executive director and then myself um, as the assistant director and then our events coordinator, Ms. Ashton Lovett. um, She plans all of our large, big foundation um, fundraising events like our Shoot for Blue, Aim for Gold Sporting Place Tournament and our Blue and Gold Gala, which is our largest fundraising event. Um, Miss Ashton, she gets to serve in that role of planning those events. So there's just three of us and it's not very big at all. And you would think a lot of other states think that we have more people that work in our office or on our team considering how fortunate we are by raising the dollar amount that we do every year. Um, But we, it's just three of us. We sometimes refer to ourselves as the three musketeers. Um, (laughs) We kind of just divide and conquer the state. But one reason why I feel like the three of us are so successful is because we all are a product of this program. And, you know, I remember telling the board and Miss Katrina whenever I was hired, you know, you're going to have to teach me how to fundraise. You're going to have to show me how to ask for money, but you're not going to have to show me about this program. I'm a product of it and I have a passion for it. And I do believe that's why the three of us, we work so well together and we are able to serve our association so well is because we're just a true product of this program and we believe in it. So that's the three of us, the three little musketeers for the foundation. <laughs> yeah, and I was about to say, from looking from the outside in, it does seem like there would be like a lot of you know employees hired at the foundation. But the fact that it's just you three and you continue to raise a lot of money and do a lot of good for the Georgia FFA, that, that's really impressive. Yes, we definitely could not do it on our own, just the three of us. Um, We definitely heavily rely on support from our members, volunteers, past state officers, FFA alumni members, and like those frontline ag people that I referred to earlier are, you know, our industry supporters. We definitely rely on 
anyone that is able to provide support to allow us to do our job. So while there's just three of us, we have a whole army behind us ready to work for those that wear the blue and gold. So what role does the foundation play specifically in Georgia FFA, if you could kind of explain that? Yeah, so the role that the foundation plays in Georgia FFA is we really bridge that gap between our FFA members and the industry. So what I mean by that is, you know, one day we hope that our FFA members will graduate from high school, go off if they will, and get a post-secondary college degree or further their education. You know, some of them may decide not to go to further their education and return back to work on the farm or go straight into the industry. Whatever their future may be, we want them to be prepared. So we try to introduce our members to our industry people by having our industry people support our award programs. Um, So, and what I mean by award programs are CDEs, our LDEs, proficiencies, um, agri-science fair, anything that our students can compete in or receive a scholarship for. We work to provide funding for those. So um, hopefully, Jack, at some point you have been able to receive a plaque, whether that's at an area banquet or even at state convention. Those award programs that you receive a plaque for are funded by a sponsor. And so that's what the foundation does. We provide that support by reaching out to these industry people to pick up that, that sponsorship. And we hope that, you know, by you seeing that name, on your plaque or on your certificate at state convention or on an area banquet, that that'll kind of plant a seed. You know, it'll put a taste in your mouth that, hey, these people are supporting me. You know, maybe one day I can do an internship with them or I can get a job with them. And then we also have these industry people come and attend state convention at our career show that we offer. So our members walk from booth to booth and they're able to network with our industry representatives. And so that is just one of the simple ways that we can really kind of bridge this gap between our members and our industry representatives by just serving almost like as a liaison for our members. Um, and, you know, I mentioned um, earlier that we have our all of our plaques and award programs sponsored. So this year, I actually, Berk State Convention was able to order a lot of the plaques that were passed out at State Convention. And that's one of the things that not many FFA members know that the foundation does is that we order the plaques from start to finish for you to receive on the area and state level at um, our banquets. Um, And so if you've ever received a plaque, know that the foundation sought that sponsorship for that plaque and we ordered it, had it delivered, and we prepared it for either state convention or your area banquet. And then also um, we provide financial support and kind of like I said earlier, whether it is on the local area or state level, we will support you in whatever endeavor you have as an FFA member, whether you um, are attending national convention to compete um, as an individual or on a team, we offer a scholarship for you to go and do that. Um, You receive kind of a prize money if you place on the state or area level in an award program. We support you financially in any way so that you may represent that location on the back of your jacket, whether that is your hometown or even your state, you will be represented and supported in the best way possible. And that is what we strive to do as the foundation for Georgia FFA. 
Yeah, and speaking of financial, you know, support for all of our members, the foundation has also been very successful these past few years. I know keeping yes. up. Yeah. So, so how much money does the foundation typically raise every year? Yeah. So, um, the past four years, um, we have actually raised over a million dollars. And if you go back to my answer as to when I said how long I've been with the foundation, that was four years. So I'm not saying me being here has anything to do with that. No. I'm totally playing and joking. That is just kind of our little joke that we say at the foundation. But in all seriousness, the past four years, we have been fortunate enough to raise over a million dollars for our FFA members. And that is such an accomplishment um, for any foundation, no matter what organization you work for as this foundation, to be able to say you have raised over a million dollars is such a big deal. And especially this past year for 2020 and 2021, in a pandemic year, we raised $1.56 million for our members. And this year we have set another goal of being a million dollar foundation for a fifth year in a row. And we really hope we can do that. But we have been very successful, but it has been a lot of work and a lot of adapting and a lot of honest support from those that wear the jacket and those outside of the jacket that have made that possible for us this past year and every single year before that to raise any dollar amount for our members. How has the foundation had to adapt and change over the years? You just you know, spoke about the pandemic last year. I'm sure that was a huge you know, obstacle to face. Yes, it was. Um, we have had to change and adapt quite a lot, actually. Um, you know, we definitely have had to change up our giving methods. And one way by that, um, you know, we in the past before I came on board to work with the foundation, um, we did what, a, what is called a personal contribution campaign. And so that is where the foundation will mail kind of like a letter of ask to everybody in the foundation's database of giving that at once upon a time, I gave my mailing address to the foundation and the foundation will mail me a letter of ask, you know, asking me to make a donation. So that was one way that we relied on donations from individuals was us mailing you a letter and you mailing us back a check. Well, you know, times have changed. Not everybody relies on the snail mail method anymore. So when I came on board, I really made it a priority to focus on our social media. Um, I'm a millennial. I know the importance of social media. Um, I live for social media because it's such a great way to connect people. So we have started doing social media giving campaigns. Um, we definitely have had to stay relevant with people, you know, um, so we use our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then, you know, even me being on the podcast with you, that's one way that we have had to change and adapt. And by, you know, just using our resources to find ways to connect with our members, to stay relevant with our members, and then also those that support us. We always want to be relevant and on your mind. And one of the great things that did come out of COVID-19 was our Support Georgia Agriculture Store. Um, hopefully you have maybe seen that on our social media platforms, the t-shirts that we have sold. Um, that was a blessing in disguise. I remember when we had the idea and um, 
formed a relationship with Chapman Trading Company, who kind of presented the idea to us. We were like, look, if we can sell 100 T-shirts this first time, I think we're doing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in two weeks, we actually sold over 2,000 T-shirts. And we raised over $13,000 within two weeks by selling T-shirts. I mean, we never would have thought that that was possible. And now here we are a year into the Support Georgia Agriculture campaign, which is a new giving campaign we had to come up with to stay relevant and to stay on people's minds during a pandemic. We raised almost $40,000 for our FFA members. Um, and a lot, well, majority of those funds that was raised from those T-shirt sales were used to fund award programs this past year at state convention and on the area levels. Um, So we just really just, we always have to stay up to date in 10 steps ahead of everyone else. We just always want to be on your minds. We want people to know what Georgia FFA is. We want them to know what the blue and gold is, but we want them to ask, how can I support? And whether that is buying a hat or a t-shirt where a percentage is donated back to us wonderful as long as you are thinking how can i support and how can i give back to provide opportunities for these students and members that's what we want people to think when they hear of georgia FFA. yeah so in terms of the foundation what do you want to see the foundation accomplish in its future you've accomplished again over over the past four years as you've been there you know over (laughs) a million dollars every year so how do you want to see the foundation grow in the future Absolutely. Well, um, before I came on board with the foundation, the board and some of our students and members and other um, aspects of the foundation, they had set a goal of raising a million dollars, in which we accomplished in 2017 and 18. And then we had set a goal of having a million dollars invested um, in an account just to have the money sitting there and growing. So if we ever do encounter a year where we can't raise a lot of funds, we can rely on that money that's invested. So in 2019, I believe, um, I think that was when, I think it was 2019. COVID just really messes up people's timelines (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) But it was definitely before COVID. We had achieved our goal of having a million dollars invested. So those two check marks that we have easily accomplished. And, you know, because of our supporters, we've been able to do that. But now we have a goal of having $5 million invested. And we are every day working to achieve that goal. Um, But personally, what I would like to see the foundation do is I would like for us to actually create maybe like, um, uh, how do you want to say it, for our Support Georgia Agriculture store and campaign that we do, I want us to have ambassadors for that. I want us to have students and alumni and ag teachers kind of be like our brand ambassadors um, to really help grow an awareness for the foundation and Georgia agriculture in a whole as itself. I would love to see our relationship at the foundation strengthen with our members. I want teachers to maybe implement, you know, a lesson plan about the foundation in their classrooms with their students. I want there to be an awareness and between our members, what the foundation does. Um, Because once upon a time, I used to wear the blue jacket. I was an FFA member for seven years and I was fortunate enough to compete and receive plaques and financial support, but I didn't know where it was coming from. And it's okay if you're listening and you 
have never heard of the foundation, that's okay. But it's my job and it's my personal goal to help strengthen the relationship between the foundation and the members. And, you know, by us doing this podcast and you having me on, you're helping me achieve that goal. I just want our members to understand what the foundation does and for them to know that there is somebody standing in the corner rooting and fighting for them. Um, You know, like I said, I was once an FFA. I received the support and I didn't know that somebody was standing in the corner working for me. They were working behind the scenes to make sure I walked across that stage to get a plaque and that I was supported by receiving, you know, a camp scholarship and a FFA jacket um, grant to have a jacket purchased for me. I want these members to know that if you feel like nobody is ever in your corner, I promise you there are three women that are working every single day to provide support for you. And that's just kind of just a personal goal that I have is I just want our members to be aware of us, but I want them to know that we are here supporting them in more ways than one. Yeah. So how can FFA members support you through giving? Yeah. So, of course, one way you can support is by making a donation. (laughs) But I'm not asking you to pull out your wallets right now to write me a check or just send some cash in. By no means is that what I'm doing. You can give in more ways than a monetary donation, whether that is volunteering, like at our Shoot for Blue, Aim for Gold sporting place tournament. We rely on FFA members and volunteers to come to that event to help us, um, you know, serve food, serve drinks, and even interact with our um, teams that come to compete, our industry representatives. We always rely on volunteers to make our events happen. And plus, it's a great way for those industry people to connect with you. Again, that's one way that we build that gap. We bridge that gap between our members and industry representatives for them to be aware of FFA. Um, And then also social media support. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I have the opportunity to oversee our social media platform. So we do some really cool giveaways. And, you know, I might do one in a couple of weeks once this uh, airs. So y'all be sure to give us a follow. But, you know, just something as simple as you sharing a post on social media. You are reaching a whole other audience by sharing our post that we didn't have access to in the beginning. So you were just helping us raise awareness for whatever we're doing at the foundation, which in return supports you. And then lastly, um, kind of going back to the joke I just made, but you know, donating. One day we hope that every single member is able to donate something, whether it is $5 or even a million dollars. That would help us achieve that goal of having 5 million invested pretty quickly. But, um, you know, we just want in some way for you to give and whether hopefully one day you would be able to give a monetary donation. And one member that I always like to brag about is, well, I guess I should say an alumni is Bryce Rowland. He once served our state as our state president. And every month, you know, he's currently in college at ABAC down in Tipton, Georgia. He makes a donation to us through Venmo. And it may range from $5 to $20. But every month, he gives us a donation. And I remember when he started his donations to us on a monthly basis, he was like, I may not be able to give much, but I'm going to give. Because y'all gave me the ultimate experience that an FFA member can have. And I just remember telling Bryce 
I appreciate what you're doing, but please know that there is never a donation too small. Whether it is a dollar or five or ten, that dollar is changing a student's life. And, you know, I just feel like that that's a misconception that people have, that you have to have a big fancy job to support Georgia FFA to write a check. And that's not true here. Bryce is, I believe he's about to enter his junior or senior year in college and he's providing support and he doesn't even have a full-time job. All it takes is for you to have a passion for this program and you can give on any level, whether that's volunteering, social media, or even a monetary donation. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on, Miss Hillary. I think this awareness is going to do a lot of good for the foundation and for Georgia FFA. Yes, well, thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to seeing you at future events, and maybe we can get you to come on board and volunteer some with us. We would love to have you and anybody else. Absolutely. I, I will definitely be volunteering. Yes, well, ma'am. I will keep you in mind, I promise. Yes, good to talk to you. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Straws to Stir the Drinks podcast. I've been your host, Jacqueline Felter, and make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Straws to Stir the Drinks for future updates on episodes. Thanks for listening.